What is going on, people? Welcome back to Keep It Keep It 111. And man, it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, welcome back uh, yourself. You know, <laughs> it was just a, a brief hiatus. You know, just brief. Uh, uh, ten uh, uh, ten day IL <laughs> on the injury list. Uh, back in action. Um, sound. Uh, I heard you guys had a blast last time. We did. Um, we talked. Got, got some tough shoes to uh, fill after um, Song dropped the truth bombs about the, uh, the the draft last week. But yeah, we did. You know, we're gonna keep the ball rolling. Today we got some spicy stuff. I mean, I mean, not really. It's kind of just uh, <laughs> looking back. First of all, on you know the early maybe ten games, fifteen games of the the MLB season, which if you think about it, that's that's ten percent of the season already. Um, you know what we can take away um, in the EPL. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about you know some embarrassing results um, from teams that we otherwise thought would be a little bit more competent. And I don't know. <laughs> in the NBA, of course, we're going to spend the bulk of the time talking about the playoffs, what we have so far in round one. Um, lots of interesting stories, and and I got to tell you, like. I, I remember I said, you know, at some point the NBA season, you know, the NBA in general felt like, you know, it got a little boring, you know, and then definitely the playoffs, like, stepped up the drama. Oh, and, yeah. The personalities, you know, th this is what we needed. This. And I think MLB, the, the NBA, the action there getting very, very spicy. So it's awesome. So we're really all about that. Let's go. But, um, but Sana, let's first talk about MLB yeah, really quickly because. I mean, this is going to be, I think, an exciting season in its own right. I mean, first of all, because Miggy, Miguel Cabrera is going for 3,000 hits tonight. Sheesh! Was stopped from doing so uh, against the Yankees last night. But he's back at it. And, I mean, all he's got to do is get one hit. And I know he's old, but we're talking about a Hall of Famer, right? We're talking about yes, triple crown winner. Uh, feels like feels like you know a decade ago, yeah. But um, still a triple crown winner. You can't you can't sleep on that, right? Wait, apparently so, postponed to tomorrow. By the way, feels bad. Yeah, but it's gonna happen soon. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna happen. All he's gotta do is get a blooper. So you know, I just hope that he does it with a bang. You know, let's get like a loud hit. Let's not get like you know Woo! a soft ground ball. Yeah, you know, I agree. Field. I mean. No, no, even knowing Miggy, he's not going to get an infield hit. I mean, he, 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 the age is caught up to him. He's never been a good runner, so but it's always going to be, uh, you know, he's going to earn that hit. Uh, I'm sure he will. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so tell me, what's the significance of like the number of three thousand? Three thousand. I mean, well, let's first like think about. I mean, how many people have gotten three thousand? And mm -hmm. the answer is not many. Mm -hmm. Really, I think when it comes to the Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, what kind of numbers get you there, obviously position's a big part of it. Um, first baseman, you know, historically have some pretty nice numbers. You know, 3,000 as a catcher would be, like, insane, but 3,000, any way you slice it is really, really good stuff. And given, uh, given Miguel's, like, you know, home run numbers, which I believe is just shy of 500, but still like no slouch, and he hits for average, and so and that triple crown is going to get him there. Like the one thing that's holding him back, if, if he could really, you know, put put a gripe on his resume is just 
the lack of team success, but that speaks a lot more about the Tigers' um, confidence over the last years. Um, True. Yeah, Detroit sports in general is um, underwhelming in, you know, all major league <laughs> You know, like... What do you mean, Matt? They the just... Pistons, I guess, are, like, the relatively most successful, but it's really not saying much. They just won a Super Bowl through Matt Stafford at in, L.A. In spirit. <laughs> <laughs> in spirit. I love how, I love how a, lot, a lot of Lions fans, like, really celebrated that one. I said, yeah, dude. Oh, they they honestly did. They honestly did. Okay, yeah. But, but to put the 3,000 hits in perspective, 32 players in the history of the MLB. 32, that's it. Right, and like the most recent guys that I can remember in our era, like Derek Jeter. Yep, Pools. Um, outside of that, like not many guys hitting 3,000. Maybe Adrian Beltre got 3,000. Beltre did. Probably not. Beltre did. He's at 3,166. Albert Pools is actually 3,300. Wait, we're going to talk about Albert Pools. And then, and then but, Ichiro, 3,000. I think Ichiro's three is it three thousand yeah. just counting MLB though? It must that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it looks like it. Three thousand eighty-nine. That's crazy, right? But I'm not surprised because like Ichiro, like if you count his Japanese stats, he's probably four thousand club. Right, and right. It's like, right. And I mean the thing is like a lot of people say like the Japanese numbers don't count and I'm like, they kinda count. Like, you know, you can't like totally discount it. I understand it's easier, but it's still the second most competitive league in the world. Right, right, um, right. It's about as close as you can get to MLB. And then, um, and then, if you put it in further perspective, of the thirty-two, only six players have five hundred home runs or more. And so Cabrera would be joining that, right? So he would be like seven players in the history of the MLB to have both three thousand hits and five hundred plus home runs. And, and, but for me, I think, like, the biggest thing is the triple crown because that's, oh, yeah. that's probably the most exclusive club that he got into. True. Um, and I don't even know how to, like, compare a triple crown to, like, like um, the Anything. NBA. It, it would be like if, he, if in, the, in the NBA, like, somebody led in, like, I mean, I feel like saying lead in points, rebounds, and assists is like, that's kind of like unrealistic. That's outrageous. That's like, that's like Will Chamberlain yeah, but only. That would, it would be like, it would be like if you were like, if you scored the most points and like had the highest field goal and three point like percentage or something like that. Just like an absolute offensive like machine. And like the like best they, at every little, uh, at, uh, at all uh, three big metrics of the game. So I think, you know, Cabrera's obviously, you know, Hall of Fame, like, you know, bound. Of course, like, he def- he's one of those players that definitely had a peak. And a lot of uh, a lot of baseball players, like, you know, some of them even played better as they age. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera wasn't one of those cases, but his peak was just so good. Yeah. And he had, like, a really thick peak so that now that his, like, you know, his, his, his years now, like, he's kind of just padding. He's not really building right, more, you know, right. substantive achievements. He's yeah. just kind of climbing the milestones at this point, and and they're uh, absolutely, you know, um, very, very, you know, respectable milestones for sure. Albert Pujols, on the other hand, he is, you know, by all accounts, you know, I I was one of those people that kind of wrote his like, mm-hmm. you know, his best days were behind him. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he's anywhere near his best days now, but I definitely did not, you know, see 
you know, over 300 batting average, you know, two home runs already at this <laughs> at this point in the season, making an actual threat to get to 700 this year yeah. for home runs. Um, still, it's going to be kind of tough because, um, from what I understand, he's not going to be DHing every game. It's kind of going to be like a platoon situation where he sits out a lot. Oh. So I think that's like the one thing that's going to hold him back from getting 700. But to be honest, if Pujols keeps playing like this, you kind of have to play him every day. I, I think I think probably <laughs> the Cardinals, when they signed him, they, they didn't expect this either. And now they're just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I guess you kind of have to play him. Because for like... For the because for the home fans like if Pools is performing at this you kind of have to play him just for the nostalgia factor too it's kind of like True. at this point he can't be benched um and so he's going for seven hundred which I think is like even more of an exciting milestone not to like you know you know undermine anything that Miguel Cabrera's done for the but game. yeah hundred percent like seven hundred is insane seven hundred home runs that's that's insane no. he's getting to I think I think number four in the all time list I mean he's. He's definitely not going to crack like and become all-time, but this is like, you know, this kind of feels like LeBron James climbing up. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Points. That's right. It's, it's, that's right. He, he's, he's putting up, you know, all-time. Like, he's going to he's gonna pass, like, A-Rod this year for sure, like 100%. And the thing is, is, like, the Cardinals are also playing really well, and so, like, this is becoming, like, a really, really nice kind of wholesome boost to, like, this already <laughs> amazing resume. Like, this is going to be, like, a nice cherry on top if the season keeps going this way. Yeah. Um, really happy for the guy because, you know, maybe it's just a factor. Like, maybe, like, maybe, he, like, deep down, he's always, like, I'm sure he, he he's always resonated with the cards. And if he goes to the Hall of Fame, he's definitely going in with the Cardinals. Like, you know, Pat, um, I know, like, these days it's becoming, like, a weird thing where... A lot of players are starting to go in without like a like a with a cap that's not, you know, designated for a, a, a certain team. They used to do that more often. You know, I think I think maybe Roy Halladay retiring and then his his uh his his family like you know decided to retire not as a Blue Jay. You know, sure. I think that was like you know, that was that was at the time like it was kind of an interesting decision. Yeah. Um, and I think now we're gonna see that more. But I think Pools Pools has got to retire as a Cardinals, uh, as a Cardinal, and I think. You know, this is going to be like a really nice cherry on top for him. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice story. As, it is absolutely. Um, and, and, and yeah, the Cardinals, amazing franchise. Like you know, I, uh, we visited the stadium, right? Like oh, know, that's so nice. We, we were there. It, it is. It is in a nice part of town, and like you, you can tell, like you know, St. Louis is a baseball city. Oh right? yeah, it is a baseball city, hundred percent. And the park, the park is so nice. Like the layout is so nice. Like it, it's it really is, nice. Right? They did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, um, but let, 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 let's, like, you know, take a look at, you know, some of the, you know, team's performance that we've seen so far, right? Mm-hmm. The Mets at 10-4, and 4, I think, is probably, you know, looks the most impressive on paper so far. And to be honest, it's, I don't think anybody's still, like, you know, going to hop on the bandwagon and say they're going to win the World Series. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Look on paper, you know, it's really becoming, like, a, a, a really good case scenario for them. In, in a lot of sense. One, Max Scherzer's still continue, continuing to play like he's still got it at the age of 37. Good for them after spending that money, yeah. <laughs> and Francisco Lindor, who was like looking like, oh, I don't know, maybe this is gonna be like a contract they end up regretting that they signed last year. He's actually playing well now. Uh, he's leading the team in the hits, and as he should, and he's putting up numbers. And, 
you know, look, look at the other pieces in their uh, in their rotation, in their pitching rotation, because that's where, like, I think is mm. they're really underrated. Because you still got to remember, they still have you know Jake Degrom, who has not played a single game yet, and they're still ten and four. Right. Jake right. Degrom, who's an who's an all time ace, like. People people talk a lot about Clayton Kershaw because he plays for the Dodgers, but if you look at, at Degrom's ERA numbers, like over the last season, he's without a doubt, you know, an all-time ace. Uh, you know, some people might even say that he's like the best pitcher in baseball. Right. Um, and, and when he when he comes back, you're gonna have Degrom and Scherzer in the same rotation. Nutty. And you got guys like Carrasco who like is coming off of leukemia and like he's playing like pretty well. Like this is this is a team that's got. You know, really good potential. Like, I, I struggle to see, like, you know, where's a huge weakness. And I, in a minute, I haven't been watching, you know, uh, like, you know, their complete game. So I don't really know what their bullpen situation is like. Yeah. But the lineup, the starting rotation, that's, I don't see any problems with them right now. So honestly, like, if they if they ended up this season winning the uh, winning the NL East, not surprised at all, to be honest. That'd be huge. Um, Over I the Braves. A lot of projections putting um, the Braves and the Mets, you know, kind yeah. of neck and neck. Yeah. But you gotta say, like the Mets, they added objectively, they added more talent than the Braves. And then for the Braves, Acuna Jr. like continues to be, you know, an injury concern. He, I don't know, like it, it feels like he hasn't been playing a lot. I feel like most, most, like I'll look him up, and more than half the time he's not playing because he's like nursing something, and mm. so. Are the Braves going to get Acuna to be to stay healthy? That's going to be huge for them. Um, they definitely have offensive, you know, powers. But you know, their pitching rotation. I think the Mets have a better starting pitching rotation right now, and um, on paper, on performance. So I think it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting rest of the season in the NL East. I think, and for the AL East, man, uh, let me just say I stand by 100%. Blue Jays are going to win the AL East, and they're going to win the AL. And people are saying, like, you know, it looks pretty neck and neck by record. But let me tell you, umpire scorecards, like, unanimously says Blue Jays have been getting absolutely screwed over. Mm. And, and and this is this is a, this is a, this is an unbiased third party opinion. Blue Jays Blue Jays fans, this is not the Blue Jays fans <laughs> game threat, you know, just absolutely imploding. This is the third party source saying Blue Jays are getting absolutely screwed over by the umps, and and not just that. The, the offensive bats are not heating up at all. This is, you know, Bo Bichette. I think Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. could be hitting a lot better than what they are right now. And they're still 8-5. They, they're still 8-5. This yeah. is exactly my point. Yeah. The starting pitching, they recruited two, I think, like, great to elite starting pitchers in Kikuchi and Gosman. And... Their starting rotation looks better this year than it did last year. Their bullpen is not choking games anymore. And the bats are really cold, and they're dealing with their cleanup hitter and Teoscar Hernandez being out for about half the season so far. And so they're dealing with injuries, they're dealing with cold bats, and they're still 8-5. and five. But, but, you gotta look at the Yankees. Eric Cole is getting absolutely knocked. He's not going to stay like that forever. Their bullpen is... The Yankees' bullpen is always elite. Like, that's, like, the one thing that will always stay, like, you know, dead taxes in the Yankees' bullpen always kicking ass. Um, you know, they don't have Mariano Rivera anymore, obviously, but 
man, they got some, they've got a lot of good tools in there, and so do the Red Sox. Yeah. That's the one thing those teams always do well. Teams with a lot of money, they always seem to have a really good bullpen because, like, you know, they, they go the extra mile to splurge a little bit more to yep. make sure that bullpen is high quality. And it's not going to show in the regular season, but in the postseason, that stuff matters. Um, in the Tampa Bay Rays, um, I, I told you that, you know, I told you that they were going to, you know, find some starting pitching, you know, out of nowhere, out of thin air. They're right in Shane there. Shane McClanahan had a decent season. Decent season last year on like you know 120 innings pitched. This year, 2.4 ERA, two starts. Yeah, he's gonna have one of those sub three ERA seasons, and we're gonna be like, who the hell was Shane McClanahan in his second season? He just this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. The, the Tampa Bay Rays always do this, and it pisses me off. They just, they just find started pitching out of thin air, and they just plop him onto the rotation, and like there you go, you got you got a number two, number three guy like solid behind Corey Kluber. So they're all they're always gonna have that, and. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention one last thing. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays this year. Shout out to my boy G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi, the Korean. <laughs> Korean. Let's go. Leading the major leagues. He's Let's go. With an on-base percentage of 553. Let's go. 553. Every time he's up at the plate. More than half the time he gets on. That is insane. He's got he's got he's got ten walks in eleven games. He's averaging a walk per game on top of already elite hitting of like he's hitting like four hundred almost. So like th- that deserves a shout out. Like he this dude stepped his game up. <laughs> okay, can we talk about one thing? Okay, can we talk about one thing here? How how about when when Koreans come over and even Japanese players when they come over to the MLB, like. The vast majority of the time, they're they're well above average, like well above the average player in the MLB. Um, and so, like, my question is, why don't we why why don't they bring more like players over if everyone that you're bringing over is like well above average? Well, I will say though, we only hear about the ones that are above average. It's like. I think I think like they either come here and they're absolute flops and like they just get washed out and we never hear about and them. And they just never play. Okay. They're like this guy. Yeah, they're like this guy. And and, and the and the biggest factor always has been can they catch up to the major league fastball? Yeah, yeah. If they can, they're successful. Yeah. If they can't, you, you just like I mean, if you can't catch up to a fastball, which is like the most common pitch you'll ever face in any league. Yep. If you can't catch up to the fastball, you're just not gonna. You're, you're just not it. That right? makes sense. That makes and, sense. And so, interesting case is a guy like Hassan Kim in this on the San Diego Padres, because he had problems with catching up to the fastball last year. Mm. Um, he was not hitting for average very mm. well on breaking pitches. You know, on on pitches that are sub ninety. He's hitting really well. He hit a he hit a, a memorable home run off Kershaw, uh, a go ahead home run in the eighth. I think that was probably the highlight of his uh, season last year. <laughs> but he's managing to stay in the lineup despite the subpar hitting because he's so good at defense, right? And so he's going to be an interesting case because I think he's the first guy that I've seen that's like he's sticking around like despite the subpar hitting, and that's always been the woe for a lot of the like, I would say Japanese hitters to a certain extent as well. I think I think pitchers coming from those leagues. Where, where the average fastball they'll face is, you know, substantially slower than what they'll see at the major leagues. Right. But, but yeah, if they can catch up to the fastball, absolutely you bring them over. But, but to answer your question of why they don't come over, 
honestly, I think it's a culture thing. Um, mm. A lot of the pitchers, a lot of the players that come over from Asia that I've noticed, they're well into their late 20s, sometimes even 30s. And it's, it's you know, those leagues back home, like they have an incentive to keep those young stars around. For sure, right? for and sure. They're part of bringing in the revenue. And, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, um, a Boston Red Sox commentator, which, you know, I'm not going to put too much stock into, uh, commented about how, you know, guys like you know uh kikuchi for the blue jays for example like he didn't come over to the major leagues until he got to a certain like you know a, uh you know not past his prime i would say but you know into his late 20s sure. and they they attributed a lot of that to you know the culture of like you know having to respect you know respect elders respect um you know the superiors and the team and the hierarchy and mm. uh, being a little bit more attentive to you know their requests and so that might have a rule to play with it um but yeah, in terms of the money, right? Major leagues where it's at, I, I would love to see you know more players coming over. Yeah, exactly. Um, more Me too. people like starting. I think I think I think it's always more exciting when you know a player who's like twenty years old, twenty one years old starts his career, like a Shinsu Chu, right? Yeah, exactly. We need more of that. Those guys. I think. I think it because it, it, it's also sad to like have like a player come over, only to realize that you've only got like five good years of baseball in them. Right. And not like a full career, and yeah. so yep. I think like that, that's like the next step. But you know, it's obviously going to be hard. Exactly, you want you want to see the it's career MLBers coming over. Exactly right, and like because because if you're going to try to, you know, maybe one day have you know one of these guys build a Hall of Fame resume, you kind of have to do it with <sighs> the extended time because yeah, yeah, of course, the MLB they prize those you know milestones like hits and home yep. runs, yep, and, you know you know, strikeouts and innings pitch, like, those are important metrics, even though, like, they're kind of, like, superficial, admittedly. Um, but still. Because all you got to do is just be a workhorse and, st- workhorse and just stick around in the league yeah, for a long time. Like, yeah. in a lot of those cases, you just kind of just pick those up. But, I mean, it is what it is, right? And if you're going to have, you know, like, an Asian player come over and build that kind of resume, you can't do it at coming over at the age of 27. No, you got you to play 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got. You got to. You got to be a Derek Jeter. Or, you know, yeah. at least fifteen years, right? If you're gonna build that kind. Yeah, of at least at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think um, AL East is super interesting. But standing by my take so far, Blue Jays looking really, really good. Um, but the Yankees and uh, and Rays. I mean, G-Man Choi keeps it up, man. Maybe the Rays. Sheesh. Are G man, G man, um, G man. Uh, what a what a name. Let's, let's move on to uh, EPL. Yeah, let's go. Um, well, man, I have, no, I don't no. Know what to say? I mean, no, no. <laughs> well, we'll we'll first we'll first talk about Arsenal coming up with a huge game. A minute. Okay, okay. Stanford Bridge. Four two win. I saw that and I'm like, okay, my butthole is clenching once again. <laughs> like this is. Everything's foiled, right? Everything's foiled. This, because for 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 the weeks leading up to this, I said Arsenal's got a game in hand, but it's the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not scared. And then, and then now the firewall is gone. Well, the craziest <laughs> thing is they did they did it after three losses in a row in the prem, right? And then they just come out and what? What? Just 
put up an all-time game at Stanford Bridge. Like, like what? What the heck is this? I have no idea. It's like the least Arsenal-like thing that I've ever seen happen. Which should scare you, right? It should scare you that the least like Arsenal-like thing is happening right now. <laughs> admittedly, admittedly, Tuchel was trolling all of us. Tuchel was playing freaking Lukaku at striker. Like, he was throwing. I saw that lineup and I was so infuriated. I was like, he's trolling us. Oh, yeah? Us. Oh, yeah, you want... Do you know what our lineup was against Liverpool? I mean, you guys are missing a dude who's 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 grieving the loss of his his child. I mean, can't do much about that, right? We started Phil Jones. <laughs> we started Phil Jones. That's so funny. Oh my god. Okay, we not only. Honest, oh like, my. Okay, go on. You you you, you if, even if you guys started your strongest lineup, it's not like. It was yeah, no, no, you're right. No, no, no. As soon as, as soon as I saw the five minute goal, I was just like, it's it's over. Like it, we're like the the class difference is so like. <sighs> yeah, like and it's like, winning at Stanford Bridge is hard enough, but Anfield with this Liverpool team is like. It's impossible. It's literally. I think there's impossible. like a stat somewhere that said that like Have they Virgil lost? Van Dyke has never lost a game at Anfield. That's insane. That's actually insane. <laughs> I think it's a thing. Oh my god. I mean, oh my god. That that's crazy. Holy moly. But yeah, serious question. When do you remember the last time Liverpool lost? Well, I do remember Liverpool losing an Anfield recently, but Van Dyke was injured. Yeah, so right? like, I don't I know. Last yeah. season. I, I remember I, I do remember they've lost the game. But Virgil Van Dyke at Anfield is undefeated, I believe. That's insane. That's insane. I'm I'm yeah, looking this up right now. Alone, I'm like, what makes you think you're the exception to that statistic? Starting I mean, pill shows. None. None is the answer. Wait, okay, wait. So, this was March 5th, 2022. He has played 60 top flight matches for the Reds at Anfield and has never lost. Recording 52 victories, 8 draws. 52 victories?! That's fucking insane! Yeah. <laughs> Fifty-two wins out of sixty? That's insane! What's the Wow that's crazy. That's actually crazy. Okay, but Yeah dude, um I'm like begging for a draw. I'm on my knees, dude, begging for a draw at Anfield when we go over. But more more likely what's gonna happen is it's gonna be our turn to take the It's gonna be soul crushing. It's gonna be soul crushing. And okay. So here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. All of this is to say, like, it, it's, the premise become weird, wherein, like, five years ago, let's say, the, the, the top tier was more teams than it is now. Like, right now, the top tier is just City Liverpool. And, like, they're, like, in the tier of their own, like, truly in a tier of their own, uh, much like, like, Barcelona, Real Madrid, right? It, 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 in the same manner. And then... And then you have Chelsea, and then you have like Tottenham, Arsenal, and then you have United, like even further below that. Um, 
Which is different than like what we have seen before because before it was like there was a tier like maybe City was like at the top but like it's not like City was like this like unbeatable monster. Like they were maybe for a couple of seasons but like not every single year. Um, not to Todd, no. Yeah, also not to Todd. So like, th- but that's what I'm saying. Like it used, to, it was not like this and then like in the last couple of seasons it's just become like a city Liverpool domination similar to literally sim like it's like I'm seeing Real Madrid Barcelona in La Liga except in the prem like which is so weird to me like that is so weird I don't know yeah dude right now city and Liverpool they're not just dominating England I think they're you can make the case they're just dominating the world right now yeah yeah (laughs) yeah actually though and it's it's also it's it's fascinating though because it's not like um, like the way that they're dominating globally, right? Is that it's not like they have so much like more class or quality than every other team on the world stage. Because you could argue that teams like PSG, Bayern actually have more quality than than um, City or Liverpool, um, or at, at the very least at the same level. Like it's not like they they're literally just beating them out by, with like more quality players. And they're just playing better than them. Like, they're just playing better than everyone else, which is, it's crazy. It, it's, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah, because I think, I, yeah, Bayern's probably, yeah, that's, like, probably the only team that I would compare, like, squad, depth, talent to. I think everybody else in the world, okay, PSG on PSG, paper. yeah, PSG on paper. You have, yeah, to, you have to give it to them. They're, they're just too front heavy. Like they're, they their are. front like yeah. carries their back so hard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's a wash, maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah fair enough. Yeah. But the thing is, is that right? Like Liverpool and City, they have the ingredient, the essential ingredient of top class manager on their game. Yes. And yes, Nagelsmann is great. I would, you know, if if we didn't have Conte, I would love to have Nagelsmann. Like he's a great manager. Yeah. But it's Pep and Klopp, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, that's that's the difference, right? The goats. They're actual goats, man. Like they're they're actually gonna go down as goats of the game. It, it, yeah, it's definitely. Crazy. Like, oh, yeah, we're man. seeing we're seeing the the best uh, go at it right now, dude. Yeah. Um, dude. but the, on the topic of the Liverpool squad, you know, recent you know quote from Salah along the lines, you know, when asked about his new contract, which is a big question mark, right? Among, you know, the uh, among the club and its supporters is, is Salah going to sign on with a new contract? And he said, it's not all about the money. Mm. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is it really not all about the money? Like, what 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 more does he need from Liverpool other than money? What What is Liverpool not giving him right now? Okay, so... Alright, two things. One, they always say it's not all. Like, it's not all about the money, right? <laughs> like, who's, ne- who's not said that? <laughs> and, and, like, everyone said that. Um, On the contrary, I actually think it's all about the money. <laughs> There's nothing else, right? So, yes, I mean, yes. But, I, I think what he means, I think what he means is that Sala is interesting because 
Okay, so the, the they had that one season where Liverpool like really like shot up, right? Um, and it was kind of off the back of Salah um, and and and, I, and Firmino and everyone else up there. But like it was really Salah's kind of um, coming on to the world stage and, and saying I'm I am a, a world like an elite player. Um, but like since then, I feel like, and maybe this is just me being like an EPL noob, but I feel like a lot of the kind of like the shine and buff around Sala have kind of faded. Um, and, and, and maybe, and maybe that's because you don't see, because the reasons that we like the shining stars in, in, in football are the shining stars are because of the massive salary numbers and the transfer numbers that we saw. Right? Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo. Like, whether it be a salary number, a new salary for a new contract, or a transfer figure number, it's because these numbers were so big and so, like, publicized that they became, like, shining stars and, like, they were the talk of the entire world. We didn't really do that with Sala. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, is, it is about the money, but, like, maybe it's about the money kind of, like, in a different perspective of, like, he also, like, wants the respect and the, the acknowledgement that comes from having, boom, I have, like, a massive wage per week now um, from Liverpool. I don't know. That's just, that's just my thought. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, it really is, like, it's a long shot, I think, to come up with any argument other than money at this point. Um, one other thing I could maybe think of is Liverpool is, to a lesser extent, that City is. You know, it's not an individual, you know, carrying the team, right? Yeah. And City is a perfect example of that. There is no standout star. You could say it's Kevin mm -hmm. De Bruyne, like, totally. But even then, yeah. You know, but you don't have, you know, one single guy that, like, he's off the squad. Everybody knows that squad is screwed. Agreed, yeah. You know? Yeah. Salah to Liverpool isn't like Kane to Tottenham, right? Yep. Um, not that that's a bad thing because that just means your squad is really deep and it's good. And if you want to win trophies, that's the kind of squad that you need to be at, period. Right? You yep. can't if, – if, if a lot of times, like, if you're the only good player on that squad truly, no matter how good you are, like, unless you're literally messy, <laughs> like, it's going to be hard to get – you know, success on the level of winning one of the major leagues, like EPL, La Liga, or, you know, of course, even a Champions League. If if you're that kind of, if if, if, you're, if you seek that much attention, yep. you know, as like the one standout guy. And so it doesn't make sense, I think, like if someone's really that concerned about winning, that you would want to be in that kind of situation as like an elite player rather than being like a good important piece in a hugely successful squad sure. but if Salah's after that kind of clout that like you're alluding to that you know the clout that follows around with the big numbers you know because yeah you're right transfer fees like you know they follow you around like it's, yeah. it's kind of like part of the resume right yeah, yeah. like Gareth Bale's like 90 million pound you know transfer 80 90 million tra pound transfer he's part of the reason why we still talk about him yeah right? Yep. Like, we'll still talk about on, 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 on an odd day. You know, we see Gareth Bale in the starting line. He's like, Bale's starting alert. Like, Bale? Like, <laughs> like, Bale's playing for Wales. Like, 
you know, it, it, it's it's part of why we keep talking about yep. it. And we, yep. and we still talk about guys like Coutinho. He plays for Villa and, he, and he's having a good season. But we still, like, Coutinho came to Villa and everybody's like, oh my gosh, Coutinho came to Villa. Because that's part of the resume almost. And true. so yeah. um, I think part of, you know, maybe Salah's thinking about he might want to be on a squad where his individual talent is magnified a little bit more. Although it's hard for me to imagine, like he's leading the he's leading the league in goals. I mean, yeah. a lot of them are from penalties, but I mean, he's still getting a lot of individual accolades. So it's it's really hard for me to come up with a case other than like you know it just being about money, right? Clout. He wants the clout. All right. Before I move on, uh, we have to talk Everton hanging on. Oh God! Like just by a thread, they're one point. They're one point for relegation above Burnley. And, okay, this is the craziest thing, right? Uh, Burnley's fixtures, like upcoming fixtures, if you look at them, all right, they play Watford once, and they have Villa twice, which is it's pretty good for them, right? Everton has jack shit. They have Watford once. And then, like, their next easiest game is, like, Palace. I don't know. Game. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. That's their next easiest game. For them, Palace is nice. Yeah, that's their next easiest after Watford. So they have one game. Yes, yes. They have one game. It, oh man, I I would be I would be mighty nervous if I'm ever to think. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. That if if it weren't for the Everton man uh, win over United, it's a it's a much different story, isn't it? Yeah. And, oh yeah. The thing is, is like, about Burnley after they sacked Dyche. I really didn't agree with the move. I was like, you guys like have like eight more games. Like, yeah. Or is a new manager that's going to come in going to do for you in this fight? I agree. Like, I agree. It like, really came yeah. off to me as like sacking Daesh is like, you know, the guys up top are just trying to save their asses. They're just trying to scapegoat somebody for what they believe to be impending failure. And, and it's so short-sighted, isn't it? Because like, it... it <coughs> It just doesn't make sense, but they pulled the result out of their asses, and and now they're just back in it. I don't know, man. They like, can they can literally do it. It's it's crazy. It's actually crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, Everton against Liverpool. That's gonna be you know, Merseyside Derby. That's gonna be an absolute embarrassment for them. They're going to get a bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath. Right? Oh my God. Arsenal last day, last game, last picture is Arsenal. You think Arsenal's not going to have anything to play for on that final day? Like, this is not looking good. This is not looking good at all. Dude, I still can't believe that this Everton team has fucking Della Alley, Van de Beek, Richarlison, and they're just playing like shit. Like, I, I don't understand. I, I'll never. Yeah, dude, Everton, Everton this year is like the Mets last year, dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, the, all the talent is just, dude why are you guys sitting here they have game? tom davies yeri mina what the fuck dude like um he was like hello good at some point like at some point in his life he was actually a decent player at some point do you remember andre gomez yes this guy's still on this team what the fuck like it's like the the problem with like Everton is like they got like a lot of like good brand name guys, but a lot of them are like 
admittedly, like, past their best days. Probably, so, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe the squad looks a little bit better on, like, we think the squad looks better on paper than it, you know, you know, the appraisals are, uh, the, the appraisals that we're giving a lot of the players are out of date, for sure. I'll, I'll admit that. Right? But, but, let me tell you, let me tell you, if the manager was David Boyce, top seven squad immediately. <laughs> I'm on top seven. <laughs> they're definitely top ten. They're definitely top ten. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, that's guaranteed. That's, like, guaranteed. They're, they're definitely they're top ten. Oh, but God. Outrageous. I mean, top seven is so hard, man. Top seven is so hard because, like... It is hard. Top seven, like... Like... I can't see them being, like... Well, first of all, they're not going to be better than any of the top six. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to be better than the top six for sure. But they could be... They the could, Wolves are right there. They could fight for with, like... West Ham and Wolves, like, I think, like, if you just look at quality of players and, like, what they could be, they could be up there. I mean, yeah, uh, well, first of all, you, you bring, like, second-year, de- second-year second Deli Alley from the Spur- from Spurs, like, drop him into Everton, that alone. My God, yeah, that's insane. Dude, yeah. Deli Alley was at one point being talked about as maybe, like, the second or at least a top three midfielder. In the EPL, like after like De Bruyne, right? Like, oh yeah, like like his his stock was his stock was higher than Son at some point. Yeah, it was outrageous. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Like after Harry Kane, it was Dele Alli on that team. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, th- those days are those days are long gone. Yeah, long gone. Uh, right. But let's move on to the NBA, man. <laughs> let's go. Uh, it's hype. Where, where, where do we start, man? I, I, I guess we could start with. Well, let's I pick. Guess we could start with you know. Pick a conference and then we'll go. Let, let, let's start with the West. Let's start with the West. All right, all right. Let's start with the West then. All right, we'll, we'll just let's just start let's, at the. Let's talk about the Suns. Yeah, the top of the bracket. Yeah. First seed, first seed. Um, I mean, I think you know it's. We know the Suns are. We, well, going into the series, we knew the Suns were gonna win. Maybe a sweep, right? You know, that's really the question. Is it a sweep or is it a gentleman's sweep? But, but now Booker out, Booker out for game three, game four. Like, what, what, what are we thinking, man? I mean, they, you know, you'd like to see them at least split this, right? Like, all of a sudden, like you know, they're backtracking a little. Like they, they're trying to salvage, you know, like like try to get out of this without too much, you know, trouble now at this point. I mean, do they even get... Okay, it might not just be game three and four. It could be like two to three weeks that he's out. And if that's the case, he's he's out for their, almost the entire series, right? Um, if that's actually the case. And the craziest thing is, the craziest thing is, now the best player in this series, active player, is on the Pelicans. It's Brandon Ingram. And that, like... Okay, if that's the case, do the do the Suns even win this series? Like, you got you got to put some faith, you know. Like, this is, I guess, when like having a team not built around like a really strong juggernaut number one kind of benefits you, right? Because oh, they yeah. have a lot of depth, right? And so, if there's a team that you'd be less worried about with their best player going down, it's the Suns. 
I, I can still make it out, man. Honestly, you think so? It's, I just, I, I'm just skeptical that they have the offensive firepower to to get out without D Book because Aiton's not going to do it. And Chris Paul is a really, really good like point guard, but he's a point guard. He's a facilitator. Like he's he's not going to go drop 35 bridges, points, 40 dude. points. Bridges. <laughs> Oh, man. If, Bridges, man. He's going to bridge the gap. Yo, 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 yo. If Bridges can bridge the gap between no Devin Booker and Brandon Ingram, that guy deserves a lot more credit, man. <laughs> I think he deserves a lot more credit. Oh, I think he does, too. I think he does, too. But, come on, man. Like, you just... Yeah, you, it's, 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 it's a tough... You're not going to be able to fill those shoes with one person. It's... it's they're going to need multiple people to step it up. And they're going to need, like, Brandon Ingram to not run away with the series, basically. Like, they need to pray to God that Brandon Ingram does not continue to drop 35-plus points a game, which he very well could. And who knows? Who knows? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, Come back to me when the series is like three one Pelicans. I'll start sweating then. <laughs> but you know, I got. I, I think you know you feel pretty good. I think like if, if Book is out for two games, if that's actually the case, then you know they just got to split the next two games and they'll be fine. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they need to split it. With Book on the team, like they got it. But if it, the, the only problem is that there there is a chance they end up down three one. That's when like you know, ugh, right? Like that's. And the biggest thing for me is that I think when Phoenix came into the series, they were like, okay, it's the Pelicans. They're a play-in team. They don't have Zion. They weren't taking this series seriously. Uh, let me tell you, apparently, apparently in, in game one in Phoenix, um, one of the ads on like the, the Megatron was Jay Cr- a Dre Crowder invitation to a party at his swimming pool. Like, they were just playing this in the middle of the game. Like, they were, de- they were 100% not taking this series seriously. They are just like, yeah, we'll just, like, it may be a 4-1, but, like, it's going to be, like, a nice and easy. Like, it'll probably be a sweep. Like, they, they were definitely not taking this series seriously. Oh, my gosh. If they don't, if they don't step it up, like, I don't know. It could, it could get away from them. I'd be scared. Yeah, I mean, and if the Suns, if the Suns don't get out of the first round, I mean, ooh, maybe does that open the door right for the Warriors to kind of waltz in? You know, I think the Warriors might already be. Well, we'll, we'll get there when we get to the Warriors, but um, I, I'm the we, Warriors. We can move on now. We can move yeah, on okay, now. let's go to let's Warriors. I the Warriors because they look good. Like my mind is blown. Like. If you told me that the Warriors are up 3-0 in a series and Steph Curry's coming off the bench, I would have been like, what are you on, dude? But he's, like, coming off the bench playing 25 minutes per game and averaging 25 points a game? Like, what is going on? Is like, new meta? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? What's going on is, um, number one, like, Steve Kerr knowing management really well. But number two... Jordan Poole, third Splash Brother, like Splash Brother number three here. Oh my lord, this guy is just playing out of his mind in the playoffs. 
This is the playoffs. He's playing out of his mind. Like, dear lord, somebody stop this guy. The guy puts up 27. Curry puts up 27. Clay puts up 26. Like, it's a wrap, man. Absolute wrap. Dude, you get 75 points out of three guys consistently every night. Like, oh my god. So, like, for me, the real question is, right, because, like, the the main reason why is, like, you know, like, because, like, let's be real. I don't care if you're just being experimental. You don't, you don't play Curry off the bench when he's, like, healthy. Like, this, this yeah, he's not, he's not fully healthy. Yeah, yeah. Game, right? Yeah, yeah. right, but the thing is, like, it's working so well. Like, at <laughs> what point do you change it? <laughs> and do you? Like, and... Because because now they've got some games to play with, right? And I know, like, you know, it, I'm sure, like, they're thinking, you know, get the sweep, get it done with. But is it now the time to start experimenting with the lineups? Because in, in game four, try to get some games in with this new, like, you know, like, experiment. Like, you know, tra- uh, play different, you know, uh, uh, play different vibes on the court and, and see what works before they get into the next round, which is going to be against the Grizzlies, going to put up a lot more resistance, right? Yeah. So how, do you, how does Kerr go and play like play game four? Like, what does he do with Curry? Does does he just say, you know what, um, you know, this has worked for me in game uh, one to three. Like, let's just, let's just finish business same way we've done it to start it out. Or does he say, now's the time to start transitioning Curry back into the starting lineup so we can get some reps in before the Grizzlies series, or does he say, "We're just gonna, we're just gonna play him on the bench for the rest of the playoffs, man"? Well, so it, it, it's it's an interesting and it's a fine balance because it, part of you wants to end the game 4-0 and get as much rest as you can, right? Because your two super your two superstars have well, Steph is already like injured. And Clay obviously has a pretty serious injury history. Like you want to run, you want to keep them rested. But like you're saying, at the same time, you probably want to get some reps in with you know what is probably going to be your starting lineup if you make it to the finals or at least to the, the conference finals, which I'm expecting them to be at at least at the very least. Um, so it's it's like. Is, is striking this balance between the two. I, I don't really know. I, my sneaking suspicion is that Steph probably starts game four here. Um, and and they'll still probably win anyway because Denver is somehow a dumpster fire for some reason. I mean, I, they, they don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have... You know, they don't have Porter, you know. It's they gotta put up something. Yo, 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 wait, 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 wait. Your best player is Nikola Jokic, and you're telling me that you can't take a single game off of a team that has no center? Like, come on. Come on! You can't. Come on! Come on! Like, dude, I mean, what did you expect? You, you think Jokic is like some AI, like taking a game off the Lakers, dude? I mean, like, what, what do you want? Like, like, I want the regular season. I want the regular season MVP to show me why he's the freaking MVP. I mean, Outrageous. Like, the dude put up 37, 18, and 5. Like, I know, I know. Like, what do you want from him? I know, <laughs> like, I know. He's averaging he 23 and 13. 
It's just so like, sad. It's actually so sad. Um, but I, I mean, it's yeah. The team just straight up has no talent. Honestly, like it. I look. If, if you told me this is the yep. lineup that they've been trotting out every, you know, game in the regular season, I would have been like, I'm actually kind of surprised they even made it to the playoffs, man. I'm not gonna lie. It like, was on the back of Jokic, literally. Yeah, because there's, there's literally nobody on this squad. I mean, all yeah. respect to Aaron Coins. I love a dunker, but I mean, <laughs> translate to like in game as well. It's I'd rather he's have a starting caliber player. Yeah, just not. Your second dog. I'd rather have Michael Porter Jr. than Aaron Gordon. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, in-game, yes. Uh-huh, in-game, uh-huh. yes. For sure. Yeah, it, it, um, it out of control, man. I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't... Yeah, dude. It, 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 it's... It, the, the, the Warriors are playing out of their minds right now. Like, they're hitting stride. I, 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 I don't really... My sympathies to the Nuggets, I, they don't have a shot at game four. I'm sorry. I mean, I yeah, I guess like when you're starting 35 year old Jeff Green, you're not gonna you're not gonna win a playoff. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, and yeah, and I and I think I think with your call, I, I I agree. I think Curry's gonna start probably play less than 30 minutes though, like 20 28 29. Yeah, minutes, 28 minutes. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah, so and I think I think they're gonna come up with the win. Maybe it's going to be a blowout that, like, he plays, like, 25 and ends up, like, resting a lot of the fourth. I mean... We'll That'd be ideal for them, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're the Nuggets, you don't really have the motivation. To I, I want to see some... I want to see some 3G. I want to see some 3G lineups. Some Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson all out there at once. I want to see some of that. <laughs> Ultimate small. Ball. Yeah, dude. Let's I want... Go. With Draymond Green at the center. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. All right, let's, let's go, go to the Grizzlies. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I mean, this is another series, man. So, before game three, before game three, when I was 1-1, when, when I watched how the T-Wolves beat out Memphis, like, they just, like, they, they straight up out-physical them. They, like, they, they outworked them. They outgrinded them in that game, which is kind of the Grizzlies. Like that's their that's their game. Like their game is to outrun you, outwork you, like out hunger you. But the T Wolves came in there and they're like, "Hell no, this is our game." And they gave a little smack, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> make, okay, yeah. I was like, "This doesn't look like a two a two seed seven seed matchup." And then, and then, of course, Carl Anthony Towns does his playoff thing. He completely shits the bed. What, what did he have? Like, he had four shot attempts in the entire game or something? He had more turnovers than shot attempts or something? And then in the press conference, they're like, so can you talk about um, your, your four shot attempts? And he's like, next question. <laughs> yeah, that, that's – I'm not um, – well, here's, the, here's like the whole NBA personalities thing coming in. I wasn't mad about that. What's about that? You know, I need to see that he's like salty, and I need to see that he's like pissed off. He is pissed. because to be honest, like people saw that and they were like, he's immature. You know, yeah, yeah he's got yeah. the wrong attitude. But you know, didn't we all get the message that like he's pretty pissed about this? Like, I mean, that's what I got. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see a guy that's like you know just like 
scared, you know, ta- you know, tails between him and like he's like, you know, backing down. I think he was just I think he was like internally boiling and you know, that's the kind of, you know, drama that I want to see in these press conferences. <laughs> so, you know, I, I ain't even mad about it. Um, he's pissed, you know, but we'll he see how he bounces back because you know, I think I think this the, the next game is really more important than what he says at the press conference. I want to see that anger channeled into the game next time. Yeah, he needs to answer for his crimes here because this is not the first playoff game that he's done this. Um, 2018 playoff. Admittedly, he hasn't been in that many playoff games. 2018 playoffs against Houston, they lost four to one in that series. First two games. He had eight points in the first game, five points in the second game. He was the star player on those teams. Now, now you that you can argue on this team that he's like second to Anthony, like Ant. Um, you can argue that. But Mike, you're the veteran. Like you're the guy who's been on this team. You're the guy who's been in a playoff series. And you're going, you're doing this again? Like Jesus Christ, man! I, I don't know. I'm. I used to like Car Anthony Towns look, a man. lot, but this is a bad look. This is a bad look. <laughs> yeah, me, me. Yeah, it's. He's pulling a Harden, man. You hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to see it, dude. You, you really do. I mean, this might be even worse than a Harden, dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh man! But, but for the Timberwolves, right? If you're the Timberwolves, there's kind of a silver lining in all this, right? Because game one, he puts up 29 and 13. You guys win. You're the seventh seed, dude. Like, like all you're wishing for is a shot. And if first game's telling you that you just need a good night for Carl Anthony Townsend, you you might win that game. You know, if that's really the only X factor we're talking, I know it's not a really reliable. You know, sure, sure. Uh, a reliable factor, but that's all you got at this point. You're the seventh seed. You're going up against a Grizzlies team that's really firing on all cylinders. Like, if I'm a if I'm a Timberwolves fan, you know, I could kind of bang on that, right? You know, like, I mean, if I'm honest, like, if I'm the Timberwolves, I just like I just want to use these games to get Anthony Edwards some playoff reps, because <laughs> that's the future of your team. Karate Town is not the future of your team. And Edwards, the, right. the beast, absolute beast. That he he's the future of your team. So like, it's fine. It's just like, I don't know. I I just I just wish you would see like a little bit more composure and a little bit more mental fortitude from from a guy who's what now? He he's like what six years in, seven years in the league. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that like I didn't really, I didn't see Carl Anthony Towns relinquishing the crown of face of the franchise this early in his career. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. What was going to end up happening is either either they keep him and he's the face of the franchise for a while, or he just gets traded. Like I didn't see him being eclipsed like this so early, and it still feels kind of like this is a guy that you should, you expect this should be his prime right now. It should be his and, prime, yeah. And, yeah, like, I, I don't really know, like, the thing is, like, he's always been a player that, like, you know, most teams would benefit from having for sure. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, because his offensive prowess is, like, it's too good, right? 
And so it is a little bit sad to see, like, you know, how this guy, um, I don't want to say fell off because he's still productive, right? It's just you didn't see him getting a clips like this. It's got to be kind of an ego blow to him, too. But it, it, it probably well, is. Yeah. Let, let's just go on to the next uh, is, Dallas, Utah. Oh, dear God. Okay. I mean, four or five seeds are always, you know, the most interesting ones. I mean, what, what do we think, man? I mean, this one's interesting only in... It's only interesting in that how the fuck are you losing a series when Luka Doncic is out? What the fuck? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, dude. Okay. They need to blow up the team after the season because yeah it's uh, they're, they're, uh, like the problem with them is that like they haven't made substantial roster improvements and they they're just running the same experiment again hoping for a different result and it's just i don't really understand this anymore that's exactly what i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying yeah like you got an agent conley and gobert is like what you see is what you get so like what is the upside that you're banking on? Yeah, dude, like, Asian Donovan Conley Mitchell isn't going to do it. Into, like, you're going to... Are you banking on Donovan Mitchell becoming AI or something? Like, like what what, what are they after right now? So, I don't know, man. I, I, and I have to agree with you because they're one of those teams that, like, you know, if you don't make any roster moves, you're not going to get any good draft picks based on your placement. You can't really upgrade your coach because Quinn Steiner is, like, you know, he's a good coach. So there's no real area for improvement. Like, I don't there see isn't. Anything. They need to blow it up. They need. It's just. It's. It's not necessarily that they don't have enough talent. It's not necessarily that the individual pieces are wrong. It's just. It's not working. This iteration of your lineup, of your roster, with the coach, like it's just. It's just not working. It's. It's. It, it'll. Yeah. You'll be. You'll be a four or five seed every year. And then, and then you're gonna, and then you're gonna suck. You're gonna choke, like either in the first or second round, depending on your matchup. Like, <laughs> and yeah, it, it it just feels like the yeah. It's like every year is like Jazz made to the playoffs, play some entertaining ball. All the talking heads like say Donovan Mitchell has arrived, and then they go home. Like, it's, it's over. Rinse yeah. and repeat. Rinse and repeat is just. Donovan Mitchell put a 45. Oh my gosh. I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm I'm freaking done with it. I just want I want the Mavs to take it. I want I want Don, I want Luke Luca to come back, you know, finish the series, send them home and and make sure that team. Yeah, exactly. Make sure make sure they go out in the first round so that the ownership has no choice but to blow up the team. Like Yeah. Yeah, you, you can get a lot of stuff back for Mitchell. 100%. 100%. And the saddest thing is that they, like, Gobert is, like, in a weird place where he's, like, making so much freaking money and, like, he's, 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 oh, like, he's past his prime. Also, and it's not as meta. It's not as meta. It's not the Gobert meta. As sad, as sad as it is to say, it's not, it's not the Gobert meta. And they just gave him so much money. I don't know. They blow it up, like, do something. I don't, I don't know what to do, but this ain't it. This ain't it. Let's do it. Let, let, let's move. It. I mean, I think you could get some value back for Gobert. Just not a, a huge amount, but they're, like a team that needs like a good defensive rim protector, he fits the bill, right? So yeah, I mean, like, but for that much money, what's his?
contact. It's definitely gonna be a team that like needs to make like a run now and like you know <laughs> screw the long term. Yo, he signed five years, two hundred five million dollars, forty one mil, forty one million a year. There's no one taking his contract. There's no fucking way. Wait, 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 he's got five more years? No, 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 This was, I don't remember where he did this. Or when he did this. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh my, oh, that's bad, Jesus Christ, what that's is this contract? That, that, that's almost John Wall money, dude. No, he has four more years. Oh, God, yeah. And his base salary is 38 million next year, 41 million, 43 million, 46 million. They're fucked. They're fucked. I'm saying it right now, they're fucked! I kind of feel bad for them, because, like, this is, like, this is what happens, like, for small market teams. They just... Yeah. They have to commit. They, they have, have to, to, yeah. choice. Exactly, yeah. And, and they're they fucked. get screwed over like this. And it's, like, you can't even blame the front office that much, because, like, it's kind of they had their hands tied when it comes to, like... Um, it's true, like, do you let him go? Do you let, like, the defensive player of the year go? Like... No, no, like, you like, don't. Dude, but like he—he's not an offensive guy. But yeah, like it's—it's it's tough. Like he's—he's he's like your second biggest piece. So like you can't really do much there. It's um, rough. It's rough. Yeah, dude. I, I think yeah, you got you got to trade Mitchell. Get a lot of pieces. Um, and try it again. Like start it's a over. Painful, like cycle of being a like a small market team. Yeah. Play it like the Bucks. Try to hit gold. Because Donovan Mitchell, he's entertaining and he's fun to watch, but he's not gold. Yeah, he's unfortunately. not. <laughs> he's silver. Maybe bronze. Yeah. <laughs> he's very, very good and he's very fun to watch. It's just, yeah. yeah it's just, it ain't it. It ain't it. All right, you talk about the Celtics while I run to the bathroom. All right. Well, let's talk about the Celtics for a second. Um, Celtics. Celtics putting up some big time performances against the Nets up 2-0 uh, you heard all about the drama Kyrie Irving at TD Garden uh, middle fingers up to the crowd really just and, and the crowd like actually eating it up because you know um, if, if, if y'all know anything about you know Boston sports it's like that kind of stuff that doesn't make the Boston fans you know you know back down it definitely amps them up even more and so it's really brought back the, the, the drama to the game. It, this is the personality that, you know, I've been talking about for sure, that the NBA has, you know, lost a little bit, you know, with the departure of guys like guys like Kobe and even to an extent like, you know, Prima Donna's like Dwight Howard phasing out of the game, you know. James Harden, you know, uh, James Harden, Kyrie, these are like the last line of, of guys that infuse drama and personality into the game and, and boys, Kyrie doing doing the most <laughs> um but the celtics playing absolutely out of their minds and and they've always been an amazing defensive team one of the best in the league and now they're putting together offense and not just offense they're putting up offense in clutch moments and sonham was giving me a bunch of crap about this a couple weeks ago about celtics coming short in close games that was it that was a recurring issue in the regular season what happens game one they do exactly the opposite. They 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 come with a game-winning play from Jason Tatum. What a statement! What a statement to put out there that you know we're not just some team that falls apart um, 
in the fourth quarter. They can make a comeback. They can play those close games. They can make game-winning shots. And the thing is, is they did it in the same vein of how they play the game, which is sharing the ball and playing smart ball. Uh, not, you know, hero ball. They're making they're making smart last-minute shots, and they're hitting them. No surprise, because they're sticking to the game plan. And now I think the Celtics have achieved immortality. <laughs> Good offense throughout four quarters. Good defense, always. That's that that that's a constant. That's a constant that you can plug in. You can get. You'll get good defense out of them every single day, every single game. It's always a question of like you know is the offense is going to play in the in the in the crunch time. And game one they did it. Game two they make another nice comeback. This game I I, I said it I said it a couple weeks ago. It's playoffs, baby. It's playoffs. And, you know, the whole clutch stats in the regular season, it doesn't matter. You know, like the, the psyche changes, and, and we're seeing a great example of it. And honestly, I think the Nets are looking square in the face of a gentleman's sleep right now, and the Celtics are going to waltz their way into the finals. The only team, the only team that stands in their way, the Sixers. The Sixers, I admit, they're playing. They're playing. They're playing good balling. They're looking. You know, some people say they're they're the they're the front runners. I think to make it to the NBA Finals. You know what? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Celtics are looking like. I'm telling you, looking immortal. Take it away, Sano. You know, you just wait. You just wait because. All right, the Nets have been playing all this time. No Ben Simmons. And I'm not saying Ben Simmons is, like, the greatest thing. I'm not saying he's, like, the greatest thing in the world, okay? But, okay, hear me out. 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 The Celtics, they've been playing kind of similar to the Warriors and the Grizzlies, where there's a lot of running around. There's a lot of switching. There's a lot of trying to get, like, mismatches. When Ben Simmons is in the lineup, that's one less, like, good like matchup that you have yeah i i don't care how i don't care if you're jason tatum or Jalen green or marcus mark i don't i don't care who you are on that team <laughs> when you have ben simmons in front of you like if i'll be at like probably at like a 70 percent, 75 percent ben simmons that doesn't mean he's any less tall and his arms are any less long right <laughs> like so We'll see how much of an impact he has. Apparently, he's coming back. What game four or something? I think. Um, I believe he's making his his, his debut in game three. Actually. Oh, is he? He's coming back in game three. That would be that would be big. If he's coming back game three, that would be really big. Um, here's here's a problem though. Here's okay. a problem. Man. All right, all right. Ben Simmons doesn't put up any offense. You're right. Katie's going to have to figure it out. And the problem is, is that I don't see that happening as easily as people might think. Because the Celtics are playing him super physical out there. They are, but... That's the one thing that Katie doesn't have. It's true. Katie, like, for all his, like, you know, the dimensions, the offensive game, his frame isn't built to take a lot of contact, man. Well, so, so two things need to happen. Two things need to happen. One is, which from podcasts and other things that I've heard, 
listen to. Reportedly, the Celtics will probably, in a quiet manner, talk to the refs, talk to the association, and say, look at this tape. They are being outrageously physical to Kevin Durant in the first two games, which they were. Like, they, they, the Celtics have been, like, kind of... M- They've been more physical and getting away with more than they, than you would have in the regular season for sure, um, especially especially against Durant in the post. And so, it is the playoffs. It is the playoffs. But I'm just saying, if they complain, I expect I expect, especially in Brooklyn, for the officiating to change at least a little bit. So that's that's one. That's one. Two. The other thing that needs to change is they need to stop putting him in the post and giving him the ball. That's not his game. Like, okay, great. He had like a great like fade ba- or fade away. Stop. Like, stop posting him up against like fours and fives. Give him the ball in the per- outside at the perimeter and let him like shake and bake. Like, stop giving him the ball in the post. Jesus Christ. Ben Simmons may be able to help with that though. A bit like Ben Simmons isn't going to space the floor, but he's a post presence. He's a presence in the interior, and that may give more room and allow him to also facilitate for KD on the outside. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's all great, Sada, huh? <laughs> Brooklyn's got to win for the next five. I'm just going to drop the mic there, okay? No, it's doomed. So it's, it's, it's doomed. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Uh, but let's talk about. I mean, there's not much to talk about Miami Atlanta. No, just skip that one. Skip that one. Better team, just overpowered. Skip that one. <laughs> um, Milwaukee, Chicago. Whew, I, I don't know what's going on. You know what I smell? The Celtics path to the finals. Is a little <laughs> bit That's what I smell. Well, the biggest thing here is that Middleton's out for two weeks. Um. And with Middleton out for two weeks, it's going to be rough. I mean, okay, so they're playing live right now, and it looks like the the, the Milwaukee is leading forty to twenty two. So they might actually just win here in Game Three. But well, I I, th- I think what 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 whatever happens, mm-hmm. if Chicago makes it out, obviously easier for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If Milwaukee makes it out, they're going to be banged up. Yep. A lot more than they would have been with Chris Middleton. They're yep. going to have a lot more. They're going to struggle a lot more to get out of this series, right? Yep. And so either way, path gets easier for the Celtics. That's what I see. No, I, I, I 100% agree. And the biggest thing for me is that, you know, Giannis actually isn't – like he's not doing like monster Superman things in the series yet, as of yet. Um like he's playing, he's playing Giannis ball, which is like obviously really good because Giannis is an MVP caliber player. But now with Middleton out, he needs to, like, he needs to take it up to a next level if if they're if they're gonna make it past here, right? If they're gonna make it through here, because Chicago is no slouch. Like, they might be a little unconventional, um, and and I would argue that their team doesn't really fit like the the meta of today's NBA game. Um, like just like just look at their team. It's they have their lead scorer is Demar Derozan, Mister uh, Mister 
I don't shoot threes. I only play literally in the midcourt, like mid-range. Like, that's all I do. That's my entire game. Um, then they have, like, Vucevic in, like, Vucevic, who is actually not a terrible three-point shooter. Um, he's actually pretty decent. But he's definitely, like, a physical force, like, um, in the post. Um, and then you have, like, some role players, right? I mean, they have Zach Levine. But outside of Zach Levine, they have some role players like Kobe White, Alex Caruso. Um, they are – they're kind of, like – they kind of remind me of, like, an old-school, I don't know, like a mid-2000s sort of NBA team, which is kind of nostalgic and, like, fun to think about. But they don't, they don't really fit, like, the meta. <laughs> And you got to give him credit because, I mean, with all due respect to DeMar DeRozan, he's having, like, the best season of his career. He's actually converted the mid-range to it, to actually an asset, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not this uh, tank to efficiency that we normally think of it about. Yep. That goes yep. to show you how much he's refined his craft. Like, For to sure. get to that, to just even get the mid-range game to – a positive efficiency in today's game that's huge kudos right yep, yep. um and he didn't cave and like you know become a like sell out and become a three guy which like i kind of give him props for um but with all due respect to him this is a team that's like i would say is playing better than the sum of its parts um 100 i mean the, I, I i think they're a playoff team i think um even on paper but you know i still think you know i they're barely i think they're like a play-in Play in, uh, play in tournament, you know, kind of level squad on paper. Yeah, they should be getting um, punched in the mouth by the Bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But um, I, 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 I still think the Bulls are gonna get out of it. Um, the Bulls maybe, or the, the Bucks? Take, like, I think, I think it's the, the series is gonna go to six or seven games, though. I think and, so. That, that's going to be good news for Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, let, let's talk about, you know, the last series. Um, Sixers, man. I got to say, on, on, on pay, on, like, if you look at, like, you know, where the teams are now, like, all the all the series, like, you know, all the series in the playoffs right now in round one, probably the most impressive result so far is the Sixers for me. Three up. 3-0 against, you know, the five seed, Raptors, no slouch. Siakam's, like, become an actual, like, offensive force now. You know, Van Vliet stepped it up and developed pretty well. OG Ananobi stepped up. Like, they got a good coach. Like, this is a team that it, it should not be easy to achieve a 3-0 lead on them, I think. For almost any team, except maybe the Suns, like, healthy. Yeah. Like, the Warriors playing that they are now, right? Yep. I... 3-0 is tough. This is this is a and they've achieved like some nice results here. So, um, what do you think has worked out well for them so far? Kyrie Matthew. What do you mean? <laughs> That's what's worked out well. Holy Jesus Christ! This guy, like, I'm not gonna lie. At the very beginning of the season, I didn't even know who Tyrese Matthew was. All right, at the very beginning of the season, and then you know he developed during the season. He was a good player, but, you know, obviously a young player. We haven't really seen him in the playoffs. It was, we had to see, you know, how is this 21-year-old going to do um, in the playoffs? My God, like, 
He has stepped it up in a big way. He is now a household name. And he is... I'm, yeah, he's the third star that the Sixers need to be like true title favorites, contenders. He's, he's what they needed. And now... Their lineup, when you have Embiid, Maxi, Tobias Harris, James Harden on the floor, that's disgusting. Like, that that's not something that we may have kind of uh, thought that was going to be, like, a great lineup at the beginning of the season. But, my lord, like, that lineup looks absolutely disgusting. And even the Celtics are going to have a tough time getting through this because... Well, do you think? Do you think? You think the well? You're assuming that the Sixers make it past the Heat here. I think they make it past. The you heat. are you saying that? I I'm a hundred percent saying that. Who's gonna stop Embiid? No one's gonna stop Embiid. Zonha, the concern's not Embiid. The concern is Harden. Harden's fine. He's fu- okay. But here here's the thing. That's the thing. The, the greatest thing about the emergence of Tyrese Maxey is that Harden doesn't have to do shit. He can do 15 points, 10 assists, 12 assists, and that's enough. That's plenty. Which is what he's doing now. What, what is he doing now? He's, uh, he's at, he's at 18.3 points a game, 10 assists a game. That, that's more than enough. That's more than enough. And, and they're just slapping the shit out of Toronto. <laughs> He doesn't need a score. Oh my god, here we go. Harden's not getting 18 and 10 in Miami. The only thing that's holding them back is Harden at at, at 11 p.m. on a Friday night in South Beach. (laughs) That's what's holding them back. True, okay, okay. All right, this is true. This is true. We need to make sure that Harden's at the game. Be at the game, okay? He'll be at the game. Listen, 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 listen. I understand. Yes, it's concerning because it's Miami. And that's also why Miami will always have some sort of weird edge in the playoffs, especially at home court. Not because of the fans that come to the court, but (laughs) because of the dangers of the nightlife that is in South Beach. Especially for NBA players. Um, especially for players like James Harden, who have proven that they like to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and they're not always in Miami. And Miami, you know, is a different ball game as opposed to Philly, where, you know, it's Philly. Like, gross. And let me ask you, Son, huh? Oh, no. If the Sixers make it to the second round and the Heat make it to the second round, who gets home court advantage again? Who, like, where do we pay, play four games in a seven-game series? Where is that going to be? Listen, 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 listen. It's going to be fine. The first game when they fly down to Miami, they'll be smart and they'll fly down the day of the game. So Harden doesn't have a chance to go out before game one, and they'll take game one, and then, and then it'll be fine, and then it'll be fine. 
I think it, I, yeah. In all seriousness, though, like, yeah, like, the Sixers looking mad good. The Sixers looking mad good, and, like, the Heat are, the Heat just don't have the talent to catch up, you know? That's no, they don't. They, they really don't. They really don't. Like, they need Tyler Hero to be an actual hero to, to win the series against against the Sixers. I, I don't see, like, anything else outside of that that's going to win the game against the Sixers. All right. All right. Um, I mean, hopefully oh. before we end things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to revisit, you know, picks to come out of each conference. We're probably going to do this every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, a change for you. As a change for you. So uh, you you said you said prior, I think you said Sun Celtics, right? Yeah, but I'm actually I I have changed. I'm on the Golden State train. Interesting. I'm okay. on the Golden State train and I'm going to give it to the Celtics still. I'm going to give it to the Celtics because I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs yet. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not changing my picks. I think um, the Suns, they just have the weather the storm in this series, but they're going to get Booker back at some point in the playoffs. And Yeah, they are. Yeah. He's going to be there when they're going to need him the most. So nothing's really changed for me. The Warriors are playing out of their minds, but... We knew Curry could do this. I mean, Jordan Poole, it's, it, can he keep it up? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I think he's going to cool down. He's going to come back down to earth. Not that he needs to play this well anyways for them to have success. But, you know, he's going to come back down to earth. And I think the Suns are a better team. Uh, and, 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 I, and I still pick them. All right. Well, I, I, think, I think the interesting thing about these playoffs is – and I don't remember the last playoffs that this was the case, where there are so many teams with their number one star, like, injured or out and impacting the series. The Suns, right, is impacting that series. The Dallas series is impacting that series. Golden State, in a weird way, is impacting it because Steph's coming off the bench. Um, so the Memphis-Minnesota one, okay, no impact there. Um uh, Atlanta has injuries, right? Capella is out or something like that? I honestly haven't been paying that much attention. (laughs) Yeah, there. But okay, so something there. Um, Milwaukee, now, uh, what's his face is out. Middleton is out uh, for at least a couple of weeks. The Nets have been without Ben Simmons for the first few games. Like, it's just, it's been an injury ridden kind of start to the playoffs, which has shaped the series in very interesting ways. But it's made it a lot of fun. It's made it a lot of fun. It's just, I really hope Dallas gets out so that we can see Luka. Because I, 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 love, I love watching Luka. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's definitely, like, you know, he's, a, he's one of those guys who's good for the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish his personality was a little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just really good at basketball. <laughs> he's just he, he's just really really good. Um, I will say I will say um, having like Kyrie back in the playoffs, you know, having his all of his antics and stuff like that's been fun. Like I, don't know, I, I love playoff basketball. It's it's so much fun. <laughs> I think playoffs everything is just so much more fun, dude. True, uh, true. And, and baseball uh, basketball is is no exception to that. True that. Um, with that though, I think we could uh, we can call this we can call this one a wrap. All right, let's do it. Hour and a half. Right. We did it. 
I'm going to have I mean, dude, I, I thought it was going to be a slow well, well the, the round one has been just so juicy, I think, uh, so far. Yeah, so, yeah, for that's sure. That's thing, right? But, um, but anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is, uh, this is uh, Keep It 111. As always, uh, Andy and Sanha, uh, we're signing out. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.